hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, I want to do a new thing in you. Oh, wow. Yeah, God, good. God says, I'm willing to do a new thing. Are you willing to let me do that new thing in you? Oh, God says, I'm willing to do a new thing. Are you willing to let me do that new thing in you? To do something you've never done before is to give God permission to do what he wants to do in you. To where you're saying, God, I am willing to do what I've never done before, no matter how much it stretches me. Because God, I want to be harnessed by you. And God, I am willing to let you do the new thing that you want to do and that you're willing to do. I'm willing, I'm able, and I surrender right now and give you the space to do that new thing in me. We come into agreement. We say yes and amen to you, God. God says, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm able. I'm wanting to do a new thing in you. Are you willing to let me do that new thing in you? And God says, all I'm looking for is a Samuel. All I'm looking for is a David. All I'm looking for is a Peter. All I'm looking for is an Abraham. All I'm looking for is a Moses. All I'm looking for is a Joshua that would say yes. That would say yes to the Lord and what he wants to do. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, God is actually free to do what he wants to do in the spirit. So God, right now, we surrender to you and we create that space For the Spirit of God to come and to do what you want to do freely in us and then, of course, through us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Woo! Come on, give God a round of praise in this place. Wow. Wow. Of course, I don't come to you to to preach, but I do want to just encourage you that, if I could just borrow one of these, that would be great. God wants you, through your surrender, to create a space. And when you surrender, you create a space, which literally, through your surrender, you're saying, God, I give you permission to be free and do you, be you, do what you want to do in this space that I've created just for you, God, through surrender. And when you create a space through surrender for God to do what he wants to do freely in you, he conceives in you the impossible. He does in you the impossible. Luke's gospel talks about this interaction that Mary has, and I can't get away from this in ministry and in life right now. Mary has this interaction with the angel of the Lord, and we know the story. We just celebrated Christmas not too long ago. Where he says, you're going to bear a child, and you're going to call him Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. He's going to be the Savior of the world. Like, talk about a crazy, over-the-top word from the Lord through the angel, which angels are ministering spirits sent to God, by God, right? And, 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 and of course, Holy Spirit's the revealer of all things. But at that moment, the angel of the Lord speaks a word to Mary, and, she said, and he says, listen, he says, this is what's going to happen. But can I tell you something? Jesus would not have been able to be conceived in a woman who wasn't willing to surrender. There is things that God wants to conceive within this church. And all it takes is for you to create a womb in surrender 
that gives God the freedom to be himself and to do in you something that might stretch you, but it's going to cause fruitfulness in your life. God needs to stretch you so that he can grow something in you. And the reason he's stretching you is because he's growing something in you. Just like a woman's whole body completely changes because of the baby that's in her. She gains weight. She has cravings. She has an attitude, right? They just completely shift and change because of what's being conceived in the person. And we are spending so much time wanting to change the people that we lead when those who are the leader needs to be the one that's continuing to change because we're constantly living a life of surrender and allowing God to freely be himself in us, conceiving something in us that completely changes and transforms everything about us. That's a good word. And we're going to go somewhere. I'm just going to pray and prophesy in just a moment. But i got to release what's on the Lord. This is a moment that I believe that God is going to be revealing the hidden. This is a season that God is going to take the veil off of those who have been hidden, right, for such a time as this. And this church has been behind a veil hidden intentionally by the Lord. But I believe that God is removing the veil But the Lord says that you had to be in that place of hiddenness because God says you needed to gain the needed sustenance that is going to sustain you and hold you and keep you when you step into your new season as God exposes you. You needed to be in this place of surrender. You needed to be in this place of hiddenness because God says your place of hiddenness is a place where you gather the needed sustenance for your next assignment. And God says you have been hidden and you haven't been exposed the way you desire because God says he's not done exposing himself to you, which is now giving you the sustenance that you need to expose him to a region when he takes the veil off and calls you to go. Elijah first had to know that God was a provider by the brook and by the raven before he stepped to the widow who needed provision. Did you hear what I just said? Elijah, Elijah, that was good, you see that? Elijah had to have the Lord pass the baton (laughs) of revelation that reveals to him that God is his provider. So in that place of hiddenness, the Lord reveals to Elijah what he needed in that moment, and he got that in that place of hiddenness before he stepped into his next assignment. And I really believe that this church prophetically, and this is for the leaders because it starts with you guys, your place of hiddenness is a place where you gather the needed sustenance for your next assignment. Elijah needed to know that God could provide through peculiar resources before he went to a widow that needed provision. But when he realized by the brook and through the raven that God was his provider, he stepped with this overwhelming confidence to a widow that was up in her neck with debt. And she was about ready to make her last cake for her kids. And he then goes to her and tells her to do something peculiar peculiar because she he knew that if she was obedient to do what was peculiar God would lavish upon her a peculiar blessing and I really believe it's when you are willing to be obedient to the peculiar that you will reap from peculiar resources 
And this is a season that I believe Harvest Renewal, you guys are going to reap. You're going to receive provision from peculiar, odd resources. I mean, look at God throughout the Old Testament. Hey, we're thirsty. Hey, Moses, take your rod, slap the rock, and water comes out of a rock. Of all places, a dry substance, and water springs forth. And I believe this is a season that God is bringing you guys provision from unlikely resources because the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, but this is a church that will take the wealth of the wicked and bless the socks off of the wicked. And through that goodness, mass repentance will take place in the prisons. Mass uh, uh, repentance will take place in the college, in the bars, on the streets, because you're going to take what has been given to you that was laid up for the righteous from the wicked. You're going to take that, and you're going to go bless the socks off of the wicked, because it's time that the wicked understand that the church isn't here to take, the church is here to give. But the thing that I believe that the Lord wanted me to speak to you this morning, just real quick, is you have been in a place of hiddenness, a place of hiding, that the Lord has put a veil over you, not because he doesn't want to release you, not because yet, it's not because you don't have really cool, awesome things to do, but the Lord wants you to become well acquainted with what he's exposing to you in this moment in this season that is sustenance now for your next assignment and God will put us in a place of hiddenness so that we can gain the sustenance the revelation the encounter that we need so then he'll remove the veil and release us to go and show people that the veil has been torn now come and see God So you guys haven't been in a bad place. You guys have been in a place of hiddenness because you're gaining the sustenance, the need. And God's like, you haven't been released yet because he's not done releasing, exposing himself to you in the way that he needs to because he's forming and fashioning something in this moment out of his passion, his fire for you. The fire is being released on this church like never before to refine, to strengthen, to build up so that he can release. God says, this is a season that you don't need a father, you need a blacksmith. This isn't a season that you need a father as much as you need a carpenter. This isn't a season that you need a father as much as you need a potter. And the awesome thing is a blacksmith, a potter, a carpenter, all of these stone workers, all these people point to a father a father is those things but the Lord says you don't need a father at this moment you don't need a mother at this moment you need a blacksmith a carpenter a woodworker you need someone that's going to chisel that's going to sand that's going to break down that's going to mold you come out tomorrow morning because I'm going to preach on brokenness and I really believe that God is actually putting upon this church a burden for the people that are outside of this church. God is going to is forming and fashioning a burden for the widow. God is forming and fashioning within this church a burden. And in this place of hiddenness, he's forming the burden and he's giving you the sustenance, sustenance that's going to st- sustain you as you go and confront the thing that you now have a burden for. God wants to break you so that he can release the hidden treasures that are in you. 
out to a world that needs you. But right now he's forming and fashioning you as a weapon for war. In this place of hiddenness, in this place where God isn't just... Because watch, when God took Elijah to the brook and fed him by the raven, what was really cool about that was he was hidden for two purposes. He was hidden for safety and he was hidden for sustenance. He needed to know, like I said, that God was his provider so that he could go and proclaim that God was, his, God was the widow's provider. We need to learn more. We need to learn to encounter his presence and out of that encounter, and out, and out of that encounter minister. We need to stop ministering believing that he'll encounter us and we need to start ministering out of an encounter. The woman at the well has this conversation with Jesus. Hey, you had these amount of husbands and you're shacking up with this guy and you're not even married to him. Jesus, man, we get offended by what Trump said. I mean, Jesus of his day said more worse things than Trump, but brought truth and sustenance. Because he didn't tell you what you wanted to hear, he told you what you needed to hear. Because God will always confront you with revelation and not babysit you with revelation. God will challenge you with revelation because he celebrates your future so he corrects you today. God will restrain you today with revelation. God will harness you today with revelation so that he can release you tomorrow and you will be set up for success in your future. God loves to affirm what you did, but he loves to challenge you with what he did. He'll celebrate what you did, but watch this. He doesn't just celebrate what you did so that it forms complacency. He'll celebrate you by also correcting you with what Jesus did so that you now have a burden and a desire to reach for a greater glory, to reach for a greater thing, for getting those things which lie ahead and now pressing forward to those things. And we encounter those things at the well like the woman did. In those places of intimacy where we fall on our face and we seek God and then we get up being led by the presence of God knowing that he'll reward us in the open. I believe you guys are entering into a season where God's going to reward you in the open because you were willing to be in the hidden place. And God is giving you the sustenance, but he's also protecting you from your future because you weren't ready for what he has for you in the future. So now he is forming and fashioning you as a weapon, just like he protected Elijah from, hey, it's not going to rain, and it ain't going to rain till I tell it. How many of you know they worshiped Baal in that day? And he was completely questioning all of their belief. Making them question their belief that Baal was the god of the weather and that he could do what he, that it could do what he wanted it to do. And when he said, my God's going to cause it not to rain, there's a battle right there. So he goes and he, God hides him for his protection. Can I tell you something? God will always hide you before he releases you. So he can do a new thing in you before he does a new thing around you. And he'll put you in this place of hiddenness to protect you from your future. And to protect your future from who you currently are right now. Oh, sorry. 
Because watch this, God's like, that thing is way too big, and where you are right now in your heart and mind, you would fall, you would fail, you would, no. But you know what? I like your future too too much, so I'm going to hide you until you get things right so that you can be ready for your future. Do you know one of the problems I had as a leader, young leader, and I'm still only 29, praise God. But as a young leader, something that I learned, right, was I had a lot of zeal, but I wasn't harnessed. The Bible says without a vision, people perish and cast off restraint. That means God actually wants to restrain you, harness you. This is a year, I believe, and we'll talk more about this in a moment, this is a year for this church to be harnessed. Not controlled, not held back, but harnessed by the Lord. What's that mean? Being harnessed by a burden. A burden for your future, a burden for your family, a burden for your church, a burden for your specific ministry, a burden for your life because of your identity, a burden of the Lord. The burden of the Lord is formed when you catch on to the passion of the Lord. The passion of the Lord becomes your burden and it's then what moves you with compassion. So God says, you, don't, you have a passion to reach your future, but you have no compassion. And God says, where I'm taking you, you have to have compassion, not just passion. So God will put you in a place of being hidden so that he can break you because he's protecting your future from you and you from your future. And he's preparing something within you so that he can then release you into that thing that, he's ha- that he has for you. But we first have to learn to be harnessed. When I was younger, I had a lot of zeal, but very little wisdom. When I started growing in the prophetic, man, I was so zealous for it. I was so passionate about it. And I understand last night we talked about being undignified. And you're going to understand a little bit more about what harness means. Because when you are harnessed with the burden of the Lord, because it's formed and fashioned by the passion of God, God, and now the passion of God moves you in compassion, you have to be undignified. You have to care less and have less care. Because, watch this, people will hinder and try to harness what God has given you the freedom to do. And a lot of times the way they harness what God wants to do in you freely, and you allowing God to do it in you freely and being undignified, is they will share stuff with you that will now make you care and worry. When God wants you to care less and have less care and go and pursue that thing despite what people are saying. Well, that's not the logical thing to do. I don't want logic. I want God. I want truth. But I had a lot of zeal. And this all applies to your ministries, man. Watch this. I had a lot of zeal, but I wasn't harnessed. I had opportunity and not a burden. Now I've learned to have a burden, which now births opportunity. Can I tell you something? Don't move until you have a burden. A passion that stirs up inside of you that now you move with compassion. Seriously, don't move until you get a burden. Because what was happening when I was younger is I'd have an opportunity and I'd pray for the burden. And now the opportunity finds me because I found my burden, my harness, if you will. And I'm not talking about burden in the sense of like a weighted 
unlawful, right, like unrighteous thing. I'm talking about like the harness of the Lord, the vision that God puts on you. Without a vision, people perish and cast off restraint. So they're wild men not being restrained by the vision of God. But when you get a revelation, that's a burden. When you get a vision, that should be a burden. It should harness your wild thing. You know what I mean? So in this place of hiddenness, God will harness you. And God will create in you this burden. Which then opportunity will look for you. And you won't have to look for opportunity. Because now you have a burden. You have this desire. You have this passion that's moving you towards the things of the Lord. And now opportunity is birthed out of you finding your vision. You finding your purpose. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. We're making a lot of prayerless decisions. We're making a lot of prayerless decisions. We have an expectation from our church members. We have an expectation at our job. And so now we act out of principle rather than literally falling on our face and operating out of inspiration. When Elijah encountered God at the brook and the raven and realized that God was his provider, what greater place to go than a widow who was in debt? The burden of the Lord on him was, God's my provider. And he led, someone, he led him to someone that had a burden. That wasn't from the Lord, but was a restraint because of lack. I want, to re- I want to be restrained out of abundance. Ministering to those who are restrained because of lack. So now he has this burden that God's a provider and i got to tell the world. And then that's when God moved him. Jesus looked at the multitude. I believe he looked at the Father, seen the Father's passion, and that passion stirred up a compassion, and it moved him towards the crowd. We have a lot of people making prayerless decisions. They have no passion, so there is no grace to do what they're doing, and they're burning out. Well, this is just expected of me, or there's no one else doing this, so maybe I should do it. And we're doing things that are not our lane, and we're doing things that are not our function, and we wonder out why we're burning out. When the burden of the Lord, the passion of the Lord will sustain you. The grace of God gives you permission, and the grace of God empowers you to be what God's called you to be. So stop trying to jump into a three-laner when God says this is a single road. Stay on it. Restrained. That's what I meant by restrained. You want to do 15 things, but God's calling you to one. And pray and fall on your face until you have an encounter with God's passion before you're ever moved. Do you hear me? Have an encounter with God for that lane. And move out of the burden of his passion. Move because you're, move with compassion because you've encountered the passion of God. Do you get what I'm saying? We have a lot of passionate, unpassionate leaders right now. Not you guys, I'm saying in the body of Christ as a whole. I believe you're passionate or you want to be here on a Saturday morning. But listen to me. We have a lot of passionate or passion, passionless leaders. 
Because you haven't spent time to discover his passion for the widow, the lane that you're called to. But what I believe God is doing in this church is he is, he is dealing with the, the burden that you have because of lack by revealing to you the burden full of abundance. There's a lot of people bound and restrained because of lack in this world, in this region. You, You have to give them the rightful service by praying and interceding, saying, God, give me a passion that moves me in compassion like Jesus. So that I'm not a passionless preacher, a passionless leader. But it's full of passion because I've received the restraint, the passion of the Lord. <laughs> when I was younger and I had the zeal for prophecy, I had a lot of zeal and very little wisdom. I would get the who, where, what, but not the when. Or I, or I would get the who, where, what, or I'm sorry, the, the what, when, and where, but not the who. And the Lord taught me what it meant to have a burden for all. And to just wait and not be like this prayerless mover. But where I move to a place in prayer where that place of prayer moves me. God is saying there's an intimacy deficiency within the body of Christ. And we need to learn. Yeah, it's a simple concept. We've heard about intimacy a lot. But we need to stop hearing and start doing. It's what I said last night, and that's the reason I talked about being undignified. Being undignified is that you're restrained with the burden that comes from God's passion and love for you and for others. But you become undignified in your behavior because you care less and you have less care about what people think and what the devil might do. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like you guys have been in this hidden place because God is protecting you from your future and your future from you. And he's forming something in you so that you can rightfully, not that you've done anything wrong, man. It's good to be harnessed by God. It's good to be in that place of being hidden. Because I mean, like when I was younger, before I was harnessed, I was a wild stallion, man. My wife still thinks I am, but, you know. <laughs> but I was a wild stallion, stallion man. I'm just like, yeah. and I wasn't ready to carry the chariot of heaven. But when I got the passion of the Lord and he harnessed me, he says, now I can ride on you like a donkey. And you can now let me ride on you into Because you're no longer now pursuing opportunity without a passion that comes from God. You're moving to that opportunity. And if anything, that opportunity was birthed because you first received and it was conceived in you a burden, a passion from the Lord. (laughs) It's just what I see in my spirit for you guys. Like, don't mock where you're at. Don't rush where you're at. God says, The best thing you can do with meat that's in a crock pot is let it go. I'm a boy that likes his meat and mashed potatoes. And when my mama said, and my wife now, like she's going to be making a ham, I think Monday, aren't you? Yay. She's going to be making a ham that she puts in a crock pot, and that bad boy just sits in that thing 
all day. And can I tell you something? If she would take it out prematurely, it wouldn't taste what I'm used to and what I desire. Spend time and delight in the Lord. And let him take you out when he desires. When he knows that you are at the opportune place of taste. Don't awaken love before. Just chill. You don't have to be in a rush. The last verse, and then we're going to prophesy over people. I want to read this scripture. Now, I want to say this before I read it. I understand that he's making mention, I believe, of, of the enemy. Because it's in Isaiah 54 where he says, No weapon formed against you will prosper. And that all things are in subjection to God. We'll read this in just a second. So I understand what, within the context he's saying. But when I read this word, the Lord said something to me. Okay? So if you have your Bibles, this is for, I believe, this is for this church at this moment. Isaiah 54. And I mentioned some of this last night, but not this part. Isaiah 54. And I've got to even find it. So, okay, cool. Verse 16. Isaiah 54, verse 16. Okay? You can take this one of two ways. The enemy and what he's trying to form, but what he's forming won't come against you. But then you can take it another way, what God wants to form in you so that you can go and tear down the enemy. And you'll understand that statement in just a second. This is why I believe you're in a place of hiddenness right now. Verse 16, behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire. To me, this resembles Holy Spirit to a point. Like, like the blacksmith, man, the, the one that like is the breath of God. That's really good. Behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coal in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work. Now understand, I understand the context, the devil, because then it goes into verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Now watch. The Lord spoke to me, and he said, Ryan... He said, just tell this church that they are in the fire, yes. Both the enemy is coming against you, but all things work together for the good. For the God is saying, I am making you an instrument in this moment for my work with the widow. I'm giving you the burden, I'm giving you the harness, and I'm releasing you to be the one who is formed in fashion in the fire that was meant to stop you, is going to refine you. And God is, is the blacksmith. The Spirit of God is breathing on the coals of that fire. And God is touching the lips of harvest renewal. And God is forming and fashioning instruments for his work and instruments for war. Like I said last night, the command of the Lord is the permission of heaven. It's God's granted permission. I command this of you because I formed and fashioned you for this, for such a time as this. God is forming and fashioning something within this leadership for such a time as this. For your region, your church, your family, your personal ministries. God is forming and fashioning you as an instrument for his work. 
And that's why you're in this place of hiddenness so that God can give you the sustenance that you need that will sustain you for the next assignment that he's releasing you to. God says, I have to form and fashion you in the fire and refine you because your future's not ready for you and you're not ready for your future. But God says there is a day where I take that veil away and I say, go for it. And I believe there's a season coming very soon that God is saying, go for it. If anything, I believe I'm just speaking into the atmosphere of where you've been, but God says why I'm speaking into the atmosphere of where you've been is because God takes where you're going very serious, and God wants to form and fashion things in you individually and corporately to be ready to go to the widow. Elijah had to encounter the father before she went to and had to encounter the husband before she went to the fatherless and the husbandless. God wants you in this time to be burned with that passion, overwhelmed by that restraint, overwhelmed by that harness, overwhelmed by him. We're going to pray for that in just a moment, but just overwhelmed by him, and you encounter him. We're like the woman at the well. Once she drank of a drink that she would never want to drink another drink from, but the drink that she drank at the well with Jesus, which was Jesus, she goes and she tells everybody what she heard and what she's seen. We have a lot of people that didn't see or hear, but they try to speak. When God says, go into that place of hiddenness, be restrained with a word that you then go and tell what you've seen and heard. Because you encountered it in that place of hiddenness, and now you're going to the widow, and you're telling the widow, this is what I experienced. Some of you may feel burned out in ministry right now. Can I tell you something? Or not burned out, but just tired. Can I tell you something? God, I believe today, is going to release a newfound hope because he's going to reveal a depth, a side of his passion. That's going to give you a a burden and a restraint in hope to pursue. You might feel strained, but God's going to restrain What do you mean by that? God is going to go to those that are restrained or strained out because of lack. And you're now going to be restrained with his abundance of hope and passion to go after the things that the Lord has for you. That's the word of the Lord. That's a corporate prophetic word if I do say so myself. Today we need to be, we need to hunger to be harnessed by the Lord, which means the things of God come upon you. And it's God, the things that God's putting upon you is the things he wants to adore his bride with. He's looking for a bride without spot or wrinkle. To be harnessed by God and to want and to to desire to be harnessed by God is saying, God, I want you to put the things of heaven, the things of you upon me. And when those things come upon you and he has now formed and fashioned you in the fire, the refiner's fire, by putting on you the harness of the Lord, which is putting the things of heaven upon you, Then he removes the veil that's been holding you back and he releases you because now you have that harness. You have that restraint. You have that vision. You have that burden. You have the prayer before you made the move. And you've seen the passion of God and now the passion of God is causing you to move forward to your future in compassion. Doesn't that make sense? God is forming and fashioning his bride today. 
And I don't know about you, but I feel like we just need to take a few moments and just ask God to restrain us, in a sense, you know, like, because, like, with this abundance. And you might be like, well, I don't want to be in bondage. This isn't bondage, man. I love this because Paul says, I'm a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Do you know that word bondservant means I voluntarily serve this vision? I don't know about you, but I, yoke is easy, burden is light. I want to be bound by the Lord. And I volunteer for it. Because <laughs> at, the, at, 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 the, at the well, he shows it to me and I hear it. And then guess what happens? I receive it and I go and tell people what I heard and seen. Ah, being bound by God and restrained by God is just you taking upon yourself voluntarily the vision of God. And it stirred this passion and compassion where nothing is going to hold you back from pursuing what God has put in front of you. Do you get this? God is stirring up a passion within harvest renewal. And God says, I am just wanting you to know that you are in this place of hiddenness because I love you too much to expose you yet. I want to expose something to you that overwhelms you and consumes you. I want to adore you with something so that it can sustain you when I take you to something. So let's pray. Close your eyes if you can. Baby, if you can give me my water in that thing. Because by the end of this weekend, I don't think I'm going to have a voice. But we good. I'm going to have to have someone preach for me. But anyways, no, I won't let that happen. But <laughs> no, if, yeah. <sighs> I don't know about you, but I feel like this is the year of the harness. <laughs> Without a vision, people cast off restraints. I want to be restrained. Oh, thank you. I want everything that's wowed in me to just come into subjection to God. I think I broke your mic. We're good. (laughs) Manny comes popping out when I say, I think I broke the mic. He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But please don't leave here saying that God wants you to be in bondage. It's not what I'm trying to say. But I want you to leave here knowing that like never before we need to be a bondservant where we voluntarily partner with God's passion and say, here, God, send me to the world with that passion. Send me to this ministry in this church with that passion. All right, let's pray, and then we're going to have fun in the prophetic for a couple minutes. Father, we thank you for this time that we've had. And, Father, we just say, bring on the harness. Bring on the harness. We've been a wild beast doing our own thing, a way that seems right, but it's leading to destruction. We're tired of doing that, and we just want to get a vision that brings a restraint in a good way, Father, that harnesses us, that shows us our lane, and then gives us the passion, the burden, and the compassion for that lane. Harness us, Lord. Give us a vision. Give us hope in the vision that we already have. Stir up passion. Stir up hope. Give us a burden, Father. Let us encounter you and then speak out of that encounter. I just heard the Lord say, stop wanting to have encounterless preaching. And I'm not saying that this church has that. (laughs) What I'm saying is in your own life, God, I want to preach out of what I've encountered. So, Father, I want us... I want to be encountered by you. Encounter us, Lord. 
encounter us. Father, I thank you for meeting people where they are right now. And I thank you, Father, for bringing joy and bringing peace and stirring them up and bringing joy and peace in their hearts, Father. That is so overwhelming, God, that people think they're like a fool operating in that kind of joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Christ is that joy, the hope of glory. Can I tell you something? Jesus and the revelation of Jesus stirs joy in us and gives us strength. So, Father, I pray for revelation to just stir us up today, for joy to overwhelm us, for strength to come. I feel like the things that the enemy has been lying to you about that you've been believing and saying, I don't have the strength for that, I can't do that. Ah, God is stirring up a joy right now in the house where you are getting this strength that's going to mount up inside of you through the Holy Spirit and you're going to do what you didn't think you had the strength to do. Come on, somebody. Father, we thank you for that strength. We thank you for that strength. And Father, may we be harnessed with a burden that keeps us in one lane and not 50. Whoa. We release the harness. Let the harness come. Everything that's wild and out of control. Father, we th- oh, I hear that. Everything that is wild and out of control in your life right now, God is harnessing with vision. God is harnessing with vision. Yeah. God is harnessing it with vision. Everything that seems out of control, every, it's like the areas that you've casted off restraint, and you're just running around careless and reckless in the negative way. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that you are casting off restraint, that the restraint of lack, but God says you're being restrained by Him. Vision is restraining, bringing things in line, bringing things in order right now for this church. Ah, not that you guys have intentionally became wild, but there's things that have just been stirred up in you, and there's things that are just going wild, and God says, I'm going to restrain it with vision. I'm going to settle the, 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 the sleepless. I'm going to settle the restless. I'm going to settle the stressful with vision right now. That's the restraint of the Lord. The restraint or the harness of the Lord is when you allow God to put on you the things of heaven that settle things and give you rest and give you peace. We receive that right now. Everyone just say that. We receive it, God. We receive it, God. Tired of those things being wild in my life. Oh, we receive it in Jesus' name. We receive the harness of the Lord. (laughs) Because I'm tired of those things being too wild in life. Come on, somebody. This is so good. Now, God, I pray you stir up a passion so that we'll move with compassion. <laughs> Jesus was moved with compassion because he had he seen the passion of God. So, Lord, I pray that we would bring to earth what we see in heaven and that we would have a compassion to bring what we see from heaven to earth. We would have a compassion because of seeing the passion of heaven. Let us see the passion of heaven for our ministry department. Let us see your passion for our ministry department. May we see passion for our workplace. May we see your passion for our workplace. May we see your passion for, uh, for the campus. May we see your passion for the region. May we see your passion for the vision that you've given us so that we'll move with passion, but we'll move with compassion. A deep desire, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. We receive it, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said...
Amen.